All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This is your podcast for everything Cincinnati sports. Uh, we're talking UC basketball on here, Xavier basketball, UC football, and of course, a lot of talk on the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I am Parker Fields here with Donnie Menke. And today we're going to be previewing the Bengals week five matchup on Sunday Night Football versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I know I'm super excited to watch this game. Me and Donnie are going to give you some thoughts on things, some of our thoughts on this, on things, uh, give you some breakdown on things, and just let you overall know what we think about this game, what we're excited to look forward to in this game, and some predictions for what we think is going to happen. And um, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, let's first talk about this injury report, Donnie. Not too much going on on the injury report for the Bengals side. You know, we have some people limited. And, of course, Lyle Collins isn't practicing. But I think he's ready to go. Like, it's a not injury-related. They're just resting him. So, like, he's ready to go. He's been resting for a while. Last week, did he practice at all last week? I know uh, the week before he didn't practice at all and played. Yeah, I'm not sure if he did or not. I don't think he did. Um, yeah, I he think did, he's just like banged one up. Day, just walkthroughs. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, he's just banged up. He should be fine. Um, I'm concerned about Asiasi with Sample being on IR. So um, that's the one to watch. And T. Higgins, his ankle, that Taylor said it should be fine, but that's, that, that's something I want to watch too because we'll get into this later, but this Ravens pass defense sucks. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. So having Higgins uh, would, would – if, if he's going to miss a game, it probably should be against the worst pass defense. But uh, obviously having him healthy would make things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, for the Ravens side, you got Rashad Bateman, who didn't practice. Um, that's a big concern for the Ravens. I don't know if he's supposed to play or not, but if he can't play, that's huge. That's their only, like, guy in their receiving core. Like, the rest of those guys are all, like, on other teams, third or fourth receivers. I mean, Duvernay's not bad. He's improved this year, but he's still like a third receiver on most teams, not a number two. But Bateman, that's to do with all the potential. That's their first-round pick from a year ago, and that's who could really be a special receiver in this league. Um, uh, besides that, you got J.K. Dobbins out uh, and Justice Hill not practicing. Uh, that's big in the running back room. J.K. Dobbins, of course, is their number one running back. But as we know with the Ravens, this year, they can't run the ball at all if it's not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, If yeah. it's not a QB run, they can't run the ball, which is weird because the year they were so great and the 2020 year, which they were really good too, uh, the running game was special, like outside of Lamar. Like it didn't matter who you put it running back, honestly, Donnie. Like it really didn't yeah. matter who you put it running back and plugged in. The Ravens were going to run the ball and it would work. It just – mattered who could break the most tackles once they get three or four yards deep because nobody was touching them until they got there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you kind of saw it dip a little bit last year just because they had to cycle through so many guys. Like Le'Veon Bell was not Le'Veon Bell last year. Kenyon Drake was was not good. But this year, I don't know. They like I know Dobbins is still working himself back healthy, but 3.2 yards a carry – it's just rough for a guy who's supposed to be your bell cow. Um, Justice Hill looked better than Dobbins did in his limited carries. Um, but you're right. Mostly, if it's not Lamar, they're not getting a whole lot done. They, If you take out Lamar's 
rushes, they're well below four yards carry as a team. Yeah, and it's just like if you've watched the Ravens this year, they look much more like a like a passing offense, honestly, if it's not like Lamar Jackson. And I think this season has definitely changed my uh, perception on Lamar. Like, trust me, I always thought Lamar was a great player. But, like, I really think he's probably a top five quarterback now. Like, legit, like, actually, because he does everything for that team. That team would be horrible without Lamar. Yeah. they. I know the Ravens balked at paying him all that guaranteed money, but, man, you've got to take that risk at this point. Who are Why you are they not paying the him? Draft? Yeah. Like, who Somebody's going to pay him. Stroud if, is going top two. Young is going top two. Levis is still pretty raw. Like, Anthony shout Richardson. Shout out my boy, Levis. <laughs> Even though he lost last weekend and kind of sucked. but love oh, I, I love Levis, <laughs> but, yeah, he's got some work to do. <laughs> um, Anthony Richardson's got even more work to do. Um, I just – where are you going to find the replacement for Lamar if you don't re-sign him? And you're right. I think this year he solidified himself as a top five quarterback. The the way he's ripping it from the pocket with just the precision and the the arm he's got, it's just it's on a new level this year. Like he's way more confident in there. He's reading the defenses better, and he's a lot more accurate so far. And um, this is for everybody out there who only looks at like Instagram and shit for their football. Watch Lamar Jackson play because all Bleacher Report will show you is Patrick Mahomes do a sidearm pass. Lamar Jackson throws more sidearm passes than anybody. He throws those all the time from different arm angles and everything, but nobody because it's not Mahomes. Like they don't show it. But like if you watch Lamar, like he's throwing from all kinds of different arm angles. Yeah, he he makes some nutty throws, and watching him escape some of that pocket pressure is ridiculous. Like effort. Was it against the Bills last week? It looked like he was down, and then all of a sudden he's back like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl and finds Mark Andrews for a ridiculous throw for first yeah, down on second and long. Last week. Like, he is – he wasn't doing that last year. Like, he was escaping it, but he wasn't completing that pass like that for the most part last year. So, he's just – he might be the most dangerous offensive player they face all season just for what he can do to the defense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Lamar's definitely taken major strides this year as a pocket passer, like especially. Like he's definitely a legit elite passer now. Like in in other points of his career, he wasn't an elite passer. But like now he's legit an elite passer. And the Ravens are just stupid if they don't pay this man. Like, go ahead and don't pay him. I'm fine with not playing Lamar Jackson two times a year. Exactly. So go ahead. <laughs> Ravens, don't pay him, honestly. Let the Giants or fucking well no, they seem like they're with Danny Dimes all the way for some reason. But yeah. let uh let somebody else get him. I'm the, sure let him go to Detroit. They deserve something nice. Watch Bill Belichick will get him. <laughs> Oh my, no, <laughs> he'll he, he'd throw Mac Jones to the <laughs> he'd throw Mac Jones away from Lamar Jackson, most definitely. But yeah, I just like this guy's gonna shatter so many records, and you're not gonna pay this man. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's like this is kind of a bad comparison, I guess it would be defense offense, but still, he's like the Otani of football, like in terms of. 
he he get, he will rush for a thousand yards. Like that's just crazy that he consistently rushes for a thousand yards every year in and year out. Like last year, I think he had eight hundred, but last year he only played like eleven games. He missed like the last four or five games of the year. Yeah, and uh, like it's just crazy to me. Somebody year in year out rushes for a thousand yards, and he's that dangerous on the ground and on the pass and. I don't want the Bengals to get too over, like be confident, but don't get too overconfident over the fact that last year we had our way with them and we just destroyed them because in years past, I know we weren't as good of a team, but still in years past, Lamar absolutely torched the Bengals on the ground. We couldn't tackle a man. Like seriously, we could not tack. I know he had that. You remember that one like 60 yard run where he broke yeah. so many tackles? I've and seen Nick Vigil get I've seen Nick Vigil get embarrassed way too many times on that highlight. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it and when I like when I say that he's probably the most dangerous they're gonna face all year, it's what he does to the scheme. Like maybe he's not better than Patrick Mahomes, maybe he's not better than Josh Allen, but you have to game plan for so much more with Lamar. Like he can you can have the the coverage contained, the pass, the route tree or whatever the concept contained. And then just look back, and all of a sudden he's twenty yards downfield, and you're in a foot race to try and keep him out of the end zone. Like Mahomes yeah. isn't doing that. You're not. Mahomes has not got that kind of speed. And Allen this year, they're pulling back on that a little bit. It seems like it's more designed runs for him yeah. from the looks of it. So just he and he's just in, he's gotten so much better passing. Like you legitimately have to worry about what he's going to do from the pocket. Without getting out, without creating some magic, like you legitimately have to worry about him throwing some strikes downfield and right on the money too. And, and think about this real quick: he's been in the league now. This is his fifth season. He's a month younger than Joe Burrow too. Like it's not like this man is like twenty eight and they're not going to yeah. pay him because they think he's going to. He's twenty five still. Like yeah. he's still super young, and yeah. he's not even. He might not even has, have have hit the peak of his powers yet. And the guy, even if you took away his legs, which like his legs are never going to be gone at 40. You see how fast Mike Vick still is like yeah. Mike Vick still probably could run a four or five in his mid forties, early to mid forties. And it's like Lamar's not going to just all of a sudden get slow as he ages. Yeah. You might not want to run as many designed runs once he gets into his thirties and stuff, but he's still going to be able to be Mahomes-esque in terms of just getting out the pocket, finding people on the run and everything. Because if he keeps developing as a pocket passer, you need to pay him just a loan on his passing ability. Like, he looks like an elite pocket passer right now, and he deserves to get paid just on that. Yeah. And the ru yeah. the rushing is like a cherry on top. That's what – yeah, I just don't get why they're not paying him. But go ahead, Ravens. Don't pay him, please. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just yeah. – I don't get it. Do you get it, Donnie? I don't get it. I know – Um. I know he didn't end with the greatest stat line against Buffalo last week, but man, he still made some plays and that, and I'm, I won't fault him entirely for that last interception. They should have just kicked the field goal. That was such a dumb play call. I was so, me and my, my dad was yelling at the TV and I was like, dad, it's good for us. But he was yelling at the TV. He's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, Hey, it's good for us. But like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, what the hell are you doing? Why would you not kick that field goal? And make Josh Allen and them go get a field goal instead, or make a get a field goal to tie instead. A field goal wins it for them. That was just so stupid. 
in my opinion. Yeah. You're right. It helps us though. Like two and two and tie for the division lead after starting zero and two. I'll take it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we look like the best the team in the, I mean, maybe the, the Ravens are debatable, but we'd look like I'd say the best team in the division right now, <laughs> like, even yeah. though we start zero and two, the, the Ravens Browns, is close. The Browns, the Browns look are like still shit. browsing. Yeah. They're yeah. still browsing. It, now, when they get Deshaun Watson, might be a different story. But Brissett's actually played good. He has not been the yeah. problem for the Browns really at all. No, their defense not. isn't playing good. They're giving up. Their defense is giving up way too many points. Yeah, yeah, and that's why, until proven otherwise, I'm just not. I just the Browns are going to blow it somehow. Like, <laughs> yeah, until they win a playoff game, I'm just never going to like believe in the Browns. They need to win a playoff game before I can believe in them. And that's the same thing, like, with the Bengals, really, people probably thought about us. Like, it's hard to fucking pick the Bengals last year against the Raiders when you've seen so many times just heartbreaking losses by the Bengals in the most Bengals and Browns-ish ways. It's like, yeah, you can't. I don't know. 2015 still haunts my nightmares. But anyway. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. They are you know, have a chance to take a real lead in the division this week. Like they've, they've got a good chance. And I think that if BJ Hill can step up on that run defense um, and keep the, keep Dobbins down, keep justice Hill limited. I think this pass rush can do enough to, to kind of limit Lamar. So <clears throat> BJ Hill is, is a player that I'm, I'm really watching this weekend because man, he's going to be key. He looked really good against Miami. And he's got to keep that up, yeah, uh, against Baltimore because they will run you over with their run game if if you're just gonna be if you're just gonna be soft. Um, I will say I want to uh something that I am gonna be looking for this weekend that I definitely think is gonna happen is I think this game's gonna be a shootout. Like I really do. I know the Bengals defense has been really freaking good this year. Maybe not like a crazy shootout, but this game is gonna have a lot of yards. <laughs> there's going to be a yeah. lot of yards. There might be some field goals settling, but yards-wise, there's going to be a lot of yards in this game. I think Joe oh, yeah. Burrow is going to throw for a shit ton of yards in this game again. Maybe not 525. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe not that. But I could definitely see a 300-plus yard game, and I could definitely see Lamar torching our defense a little bit. I know our defense has been really good this year, but it's a He's different animal when he's on. Yeah, he's by far the best player they've played so far. And I think at some point there will be a little bit of a defensive let-up. Like, I don't think the Bengals' defense is just going to all year just dominate the whole season. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to yeah. be at some point uh, a let-up game. And I could see this being a let-up game where this game is a shootout in the 30s. I really could see this game being a shootout. I think what, what offenses almost have to do to get anywhere on this Bengals' secondary because – Jesse Bates and Von Bell have played better the past couple weeks. Like they've definitely looked, they've definitely looked better. Wuzier's really good. Hilton's one of the best slots in the league. Wilson and that linebacking core are one of the best in the league. Um, you really need to scheme your targets toward Eli Apple or try to get some good weak side runs, good play action, you know, bootlegs, whatever. Um and I think the Ravens are going to be really good at that. They've got the coaching. They've got the scheme to take advantage of that. So I agree. I agree with you there. Um, it's probably going to be a shootout. But it, I could see both quarterbacks hitting 400 in this game. Like I could see just running up I could and down too. the field. Yeah. 
it, these these defenses are going to be exhausted heading into their games next week. I think. Yeah, I could definitely see like. I don't. I could see a high. Like I'm not saying this is going. I'm not going to predict this, but I could definitely see a game where both teams score close to forty points, and that's like an honest like answer. Maybe not Lions Seahawks levels of yeah. awful defense. <laughs> Maybe not that. By the way, shout out Geno Smith. Dude's actually been balling like straight up. Yeah, he's <laughs> but, been um, playing better than Russ. Yeah, like, and I like Geno Smith, so shout out him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I think this game's gonna be like a high thirties, like not thick, but I think it definitely like there's a good shot that happens. Like I oh, don't yeah. think it's just like uh, maybe like I think there's a good shot like Burrow throws four hundred yards, four tutties, and Lamar. 300 yards in the air, 120 on the ground. Like, I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, which brings me to my my one of my other players to watch is Jamar. Just chase this that, weekend. I was, about, I was literally been, about to say that. He's been bottled up by some of these coverages. And the Ravens secondary, like we said, has not been good. Like, he just – if there's a – he torched them last year and their secondary was better. Um, You just – if there's going to be a game for him to like bust out, get some big plays, you know, that's the Ravens defense is terrible about those big plays. I think this is it. This could be a huge game from him. We could see potentially 10 catches, 150 yards and touchdown or two. Like we, we or, really or, could. Or honestly, if he really went off, I mean, he's showed the ability to put up 250 plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what he put up against the chiefs? What was it? Was it 230? It was 266. Okay, yeah, it was 250 yeah. plus. Okay, I was thinking it was 230 for a second. Yeah, it was yeah. 250 plus. One one me my fantasy title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I was literally about to say the same shit. Like I think this is the week Chase is going to go from averaging 75 yards a game to <laughs> about 100 just in one week. Like it's going to boost that much because I could see a 150 yard game, 200 yard game this game. Like I really could see him going crazy. Or we could see the same, and they really key on him, and T. Higgins does that, like puts up what he did last week again. Yeah, I was going to say, if Chase doesn't, Higgins will as long as he plays. They're just they're too good to take both of them away with the way that secondary is. And just, it was none of them's going to get loose. It, it was nice to see last week going into this game because I think this game will definitely have the ability for a lot of them. It was nice to see Burrow connect on those big plays to all three of them, one for mm-hmm. all three of them. Because they hadn't connected on any deep balls all year before last game. Like, they yeah. really hadn't connected on any deep balls. And this game, they got some deep balls going. Because the Tyler Boyd touchdown was not a deep ball. That 70-yard touchdown, that was not a deep ball. That was just no, a, that was just a big play. Tyler Boyd make a play. Yeah. And yeah. that was nice to see. I will say something weird. I don't expect this this game. Maybe a little. Tyler Boyd is not playing the same style of football as he normally does. I don't know if you've noticed that. Tyler Boyd's always been the slot, like, security blanket, like, his whole career. Like, seriously. Yeah. And this year, his, his he's getting, like, 20-yard catches when he does get a reception. Like, he's not getting many receptions, but the yards are still there. Like, the yards are still, over, I believe, over 50 yards a game, but, like, the receptions are only two or three receptions a game, which is weird because Boyd, Boyd's had years where he had a 1,000 – has he had 100 catches in a season? He's definitely had very close to 100 receptions in a year. Like, he's uh-huh. he's usually been more of the Juju Smith, like, underneath kind of receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah, he 
I'm not sure if he's ever topped 100 in his career. He got 90. 90 is his high, yeah. Yeah, but 90, like yeah. consistently 80 to 90. Like he he was more of a like five reception, six reception a game guy than a two receptions. He's got like a Marquez Valdez uh, scantling like stat line so far this year. 12 catches for 202. <laughs> like he's putting up the yards. Like he's on pace for almost a thousand yard season this year. But it's just yeah. like. Because do you know the pace you have to have now? I think it's like 58, I want to say, because of the 17 games, 55. It's not as many. It's only like 55 or 58. It's not not nearly as many. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Yeah. But, yeah, with Boyd, he he doesn't seem to be that – yeah, like you said, he's not seeming like he's playing that role this year, and I think that might be why. I mean, 12 catches through four games is not what we expect. Out of him. But they're they're kind of showing like he can be a big play receiver. Like he really he's showing that like he, yeah. he can be a down the field receiver. He's just his career. But early on when AJ Green was the star, he Boyd was more of a down the field receiver. He really yeah. he really was because everything went to AJ Green underneath because AJ Green was just I don't know he the offense went to AJ Green back then. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, Boyd knows knows how to play in this role. I think it's just kind of – I don't know if they're intentionally doing that or if it's just a byproduct of the coverages that are going toward Chase, but it's it's definitely a new look from him. Mm-hmm. I just uh, was interested in that because, like, I just really thought of that randomly. I was like, yeah, Boyd really has not been getting many checkdowns, and usually he's the security blanket. And, like, yeah, this year – it's like Hayden Hurst is pretty much the only security blanket that's underneath down there because they send Samaj P. Ryan on deep passes, like I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to see Mixon get loose this week. I really do. I want just a big play from Joe Mixon at some point. I yeah, just want to see that. Just and something. I'll be happy. Because he had that meeting with the offensive lineman this week trying to sort out the running game. So, like, Hopefully, um, because this defensive line, it's it's super weird. The Ravens have had like a good defense the entire time I've been alive, and this year, literally, literally, like, it's not that great. Last um, year it wasn't that great either, but yeah, the last two years, it's kind of fallen off a bit. Yeah, um, but it, I think this is another spot where we could see a, a spot where we could see him break off another big run like he did against Pittsburgh. Because he hasn't had one since. Yeah, so exactly. Maybe maybe seeing another division rival gets him going. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Mixon is somebody I want to see improvement from this week. Because if not, I think we need to start thinking about Piran getting more carries. He's better in pass pro. So yeah. maybe you need to think about it some more. And um, like you're saying with that, yeah, but – this team isn't going to get back to the Super Bowl with Samaj P. Ryan as our lead back, just like straight up. <laughs> and like this team runs through Joe Mixon, seriously. Like last year, like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Burrow, yeah, they were like great and everything. They're superstars. But if Joe Mixon's not on, this team isn't getting back to the Super Bowl. And I, I really believe that. Like I believe Joe Mixon is what makes the team great because. When everybody's so worried about Burrow and Chase and Higgins like last year, Joe Mixon came in and he closed out 
<laughs> that Chiefs playoff game. He played great. Uh, Titans playoff game played great. Super Bowl. He's he played pretty good in the Super Bowl too. Like he was huge in that run. And, touchdown pass. Yeah, threw a touchdown <laughs> pass. And like even on the ground, like those were hard. Or he was breaking a ton of. He, yeah, he outplayed Derrick Henry in the divisional round. I know Derrick Henry was coming back from injury, but he did, and yeah. he looked really good. And I don't think it's like he's lost a step. I really don't think that's the problem. And I think he is going to figure things out. But I'd just like to see it sooner rather than later because I do think like if he's not on a thousand yard back, I don't. This team isn't gonna isn't gonna do as good as they can. Like they need to have that balance and everything. And when Mixon's on, the team is a lot better as a team. The offense yeah. when when they can play action and like people are scared of Joe Mixon, this offense is lethal. And we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's not going to get going this week too, I don't think he's going to be able to do it against New Orleans either. So we're talking about potentially going into week, what would it be, seven, seven. where he's still struggling to, to quote-unquote start the year. Like at some point it becomes a pattern. So I think you're right. This week he needs to he needs to, to get it going because he, he, he's been terrible. I'm just going to be frank. He's been absolutely – Maybe the worst back in the league that qualifies for all this. For yeah, all this he really stats. he has. Like, I don't if it's the injury, the offensive line play, the scheme, probably parts of all three. But they <laughs> they have the worst run game in the league right now, and they're still an average offense. Like, get Joe Mixon back to a Pro Bowl level, and you have a top ten offense. Yeah, exactly. Because like Joe Mixon, like going into the year, is predicted as a what top three running back, top four running yeah. Like, the only people you would have ahead of him, Derrick Henry, and going into the year, Derrick Henry, and who even else? Like, Dalvin Cook, maybe? <laughs> like, because going into the year, of course, uh, McCaffrey, well, McCaffrey isn't playing great, but McCaffrey, he's playing pretty good, but McCaffrey, of course, has been out the last two years, and Saquon, something, you could tell that dude heard all the noise, because, goddamn, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. dude's showing why he was considered a generational talent yeah but um yeah like joe mixon's predicted going into the year top three or four running back and we just haven't seen that so far this year and we've seen it throughout his career we really have seen it throughout his career and he's put up better numbers with an absolutely horrible offensive line and now he's got some better guards and center and tackles in there and he's putting up worse numbers which we we're expecting this year you know would be the year he has actually a good yards per carry because he's never had a good yards per carry in his career really and that's just because, like, nobody in the NFL, I don't care who you are, would have a good yard per carry in some of the <laughs> offensive lines he's dealt with in his career. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just you and I that were, predict were predicting he was going to have a career year. Like, that was pretty common among people who were following the team. Like, fans and media in general, national media were predicting it. Like, mm -hmm. this is – it was a pretty common sentiment because, like you said, he'd done better with worse lines. And these – Dudes, all three dudes that they signed in free agency are supposed to be maulers in the run game. Like they move people at the line of scrimmage. That's supposed to be their thing. So hopefully this meeting cleared up a lot this week because I can't remember if they said Karras or um or Mixon initiated it, but it sounds like they got it was a lot Mixon. Done. It was, it was Mixon, Mixon initiated. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like they got a lot out of it. Just really hoping to see some of that on the field because you're right. A, a pro bowl caliber Joe Mixon is what that would do for the offense. It would open it up so much. 
Exactly. And the thing is, he still can have a career year. It's week four, or it's week five now. Yeah. Like, if he turns it around, he still can have his career year. Like, last year, I mean, 1,200 yards, 13 freaking touchdowns. That was a f hell of a year. Yeah. And that's something we haven't seen either is him getting in the end zone. Last week was his first touchdown of the year. Last, last year, I don't know what his total touchdowns was, but I believe he had a uh, – over one a game like with receiving or at one a game i believe hey. he had a few receiving as well i mean i can think of like two off the top of my head receiving touchdowns last year so yeah he yeah i think you're right um last he had 16 touchdowns three touchdowns yes yeah. yeah so one a game because he didn't play week 17. yeah yeah that's a hell of a year <laughs> yeah yeah and like you said four four games it's one month throw that month in the trash and just start fresh Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um, are you ready to get into your uh, predictions for the game? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Um, I know we talked about both QBs throwing for 400 yards, and I think that's a real possibility, but predicting that just feels off to me. Yeah, because like, then if you're like wrong, you look I, like an idiot. If yeah, you're like, wrong, so like, and, but we can see it happen. Yeah, I could see it happening. Um, And anytime I try to predict stuff like that, it always goes horribly wrong. Like they'll throw for a combined 200 yards and the score will be seven to three or something like that. So <laughs> not going to worry about it. Um, I do the DJ reader not being healthy is what worries me the most about this game. Cause if DJ reader was in there for that run game, I feel a lot more confident in yeah. forcing, like, I know you're putting the ball in Lamar's hands at that point, but you're taking away another option for him to lean on. So I think it's going to be – I don't want to predict predict an L, but I could see this being 31-27 to 27 either way. I'm going to stick with the Bengals because they seem to be playing better right now, and I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that that shoddy pass defense for Baltimore. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'll stick with the Bengals 31-27. to 27. All right, I like that. I like that pick. I'm going to go Bengals 34-31. A lot of the stuff you said just went a little bit of a different score, so I think uh, it'll be just a field goal, uh, a field goal more, um, and then four points extra for the the Ravens uh, got a touchdown here instead of a field goal is what I'm predicting <laughs> then, and um, a lot of the same stuff you said. I just I think the Bengals are gonna really play really well this game. I think they're gonna be hungry this game. I think they right now. Are the better team on paper first of all and i think right now they're playing better uh the ravens have lost two other have they lost two two hundred no two other last three i was trying to think mm -hmm. yeah they've lost two yeah. other last three um so they're not riding high right now in terms of performance they just blew a game to the bills um the Bengals two and oh in their last two looking really good after that dolphins win they're going to be amped for this game this Sunday night football. We know Joe Burrow plays better under the bright lights. Lamar mm -hmm. tends to, too, though. Lamar plays good on yeah. Sunday night football or in primetime games. So I think they're both going to be on their A game. And I think this could definitely be the best Sunday night football game of the year. This isn't that old school AFC North football that we all grew up on where no, it's, it's Ravens and Steelers run the ball 40 times a game and Joe Flacco throws three picks, but he has one great pass at the end of the game and then he's clutch. He's elite. <laughs> yeah, elite. <laughs> and Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the same. This isn't the same AFC North. It's really not. Uh, the amount of talent at the quarterback position in this division is crazy. Of course, besides Mitch Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett, because I'm not going to hate, but I I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be like a, superstar quarterback by any means i i, I just don't <laughs> i 
I could yeah. be wrong, but besides that, elite quarterback play in this division, and I think this is going to be the two best quarterbacks in this division going at it, and I think this is going to be a duel and a really good game. And I could see T. Higgins, a couple touchdowns, 100-something, 50 yards, or I could see Jamar Chase doing that, or maybe both, shit. T. Higgins had a big game against the Chiefs too, but just not yeah. just not Chase levels. They both had huge games. I think Higgins was the one who had the better game against the Ravens last year, the one where they – through for 520. I think Higgins put up the crazy numbers last year. I know Chase yeah. had a really good game too. Like he put up some great numbers too, but I think Higgins was the one who had a better game. I think they could do the same where both of them go over a hundred. And I'm just really, really looking forward to this game. I, this is definitely the most excited I've been for a game this year so far. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm amped for this game Sunday. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. As long as it's not a blowout by Baltimore, it should be, entertaining i'm trying this is five seasons since the bengals have been on sunday night football too five geez i just i randomly thought i realized the last time was 2018 remember when we started off four and one and then just like collapsed yeah um when dalton got hurt well yep. they were like five and three and then dalton got hurt yeah i remember it was 2018 it was mahomes's first season as a starter and they absolutely demolished us Yep. That's when I knew who Patrick Mahomes was. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I, I'd seen the stats and everything, but shit, that woke me up to him. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I just know that was the last time because they weren't on it in 2019, the year they were awful, and they haven't played on Sunday Night Football since Burrow's been around. Yeah. The only time that Collinsworth has covered him was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Week five, second primetime game. It's a new era. <laughs> Do we have any more Sunday night football this week or this um, year? I'm not sure. I think they have. I think they have Monday night like three times. Year. I think they have Monday night like three times. It's yeah. Um, they have. So they play the Browns. Their first game against the Browns, I think. Is that's Thursday Monday night, night football. Or no, that's Monday, Monday night. Monday. There's only one Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. We already played that. Yeah. And then the, the Steelers coming off the bye week um that'll be sunday night okay and then there's one more i thought oh yeah the bills monday night game week 16 that's a hell of a monday night game shit because <laughs> monday night football usually well i am happy random topic here but this is still football related and Bengals related i'm really happy that monday night football is getting back because in the past five years or so, Monday Night Football has had some shit games. Like, seriously. Like, Monday yeah. Night Football has not competed with Sunday Night Football at all. And this year, like, Monday Night Football has had some good games. Like, they really have. Like, I mean, shit, this Monday night, the Monday Night game was a better game to watch than the Sunday Night game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. I love the Manning cast, too. Yeah. Like, I, wa I watch that, like, every week now. Um, you choose that to, over the broadcasting. Yeah, I it started because I can't stand listening to Booger, so I switched over do to you, the main cast. Do you like and I just Buck and Aikman though? I like Buck and Aikman. Yeah, yeah, um, that's why I listen I just, this year because I like Buck and Aikman. I yeah. didn't like, yeah, I didn't like the old ESPN crew, but now that they got Buck and Aikman, I feel like it's taking it to a new level. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I switched over to the main cast and haven't gone back yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that all you got for this episode, though? Yep. Yep. That's all I got.
All right, we'll see you guys on the next one. We'll see you guys to yeah Tuesday when we have the recap uh, of the or and it'll probably actually be up Monday because we'll film it Monday. So we'll see you guys Monday with the recap of the Bengals Ravens Sunday night football game. And uh, yeah, see you guys on the next episode. See you guys.